ACAST. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Sales is Easy podcast, a place where we simplify and demystify the sales process and help you with learning the formula to overcome objections and setbacks and make sales easy. I'm your host, Alan Meyer, and I firmly believe when done by skilled professional, sales is easy. In today's episode, we will cover cold calling mistakes, what to avoid, what not to do when cold calling. So let's dive in. When done correctly, cold calling can be an effective sales tool for your business. However, many companies either do not use cold calling or really do it ineffectively. And this is due to certain mistakes. Let me just cover a few of them. They teach salespeople to read from the script and they need to read it verbatim. There's nothing more boring to a prospective customer than to pick up the phone and hear the caller, after usually mispronouncing their name, to launch into a written script. This screams of a complete lack of professionalism, as well as making the customer feel like they are just another name on the list rather than as someone special. And even I heard in one call calling session, a guy said, uh, insert your name here instead of putting their name in it. So it's really bad and try to avoid. Yes, you need to have a script. You need to memorize it. You need to know it. Don't try to wing it. But then you put your energy, your personality into it, color it with your own voice, and then jump on the phone and do your calls. Next one is, and I heard this dreaded cliche many times, it's so funny, you have been selected. Just think about it. Why in the world would a customer be selected by a company that has probably never done business with them before? It's misleading. It's really weird and wrong. And I still cannot believe it that some companies use that in 21st century. Is it the customer's lucky day? Nah, they usually don't think so. So just try to avoid cliches and try to build a dialogue and start a conversation. Next one, it's lack of passion. And this is related to script reading. Many callers sound like they're human zombies, just going through their motions. They need to do 50 calls per day, and they do that, and without any personality, without any emotion, without any engagement. If there is anything to cause the customer to hang up, this is it. And this leads to the next mistake, failing to connect emotionally with your customer. So if the caller sounds bored and mechanical, the listener will pick it up. After all, if you are not excited about what you are offering, why in the world should the potential customer be? There is no emotional engagement. There's just going through the motion, lack of passion, as I mentioned, reading from a script, and all it all boils down to unsuccessful salesperson who's never going to do anything, not book one appointment. Next one is giving opportunity to say no. And the funny thing is on a cold call, I heard recently, gentlemen, and it's a business-to-business a software sales professional, hey, Bob, do you have two minutes to talk? And what's the response? 
customer will say no because you know then I have nobody has two minutes to talk but I'm still on the line I'm waiting for you so tell me why you're calling right I, I actually anytime when you ask the protest uh, your prospects your customers a question there should never be opportunity for them to say no instead you know would you like to have one of our sales reps come out next week to do the demo Maybe you should do the better question. You know, our reps will be in your part of town, in your area on Tuesday and Thursday. Which day is better for you? Or, you know, just give any kind of choice that you want to give to your customers to produce much better results. But also, one another example is I spoke with, uh, actually, I picked up the phone. I was expecting a call from my customer. And actually, there was a cold call, caller, a CRM sales guy. And he asked me this question. Hey, Alan, I found your name on the website. Are you the decision maker in your company? Totally wrong question. Because first, even if I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm not. No, I would say, yeah, I am, of course. Second, that's not the first question you should ask. You should engage in it. Pull people into conversation. I call this pull versus push principle. Pulling means pull people by asking good questions. And in this case, actually, the good question would be, hey, Alan, I find your name on the website. What 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 your company currently using to organize your customer's database? I don't know, something like that. And I can say, well, now it's not a good time. Can we talk next week or, or, or? Or, well, yeah, we use, I don't know, this and that CRM. And then the conversation can start. There's an opportunity to start the conversation, to engage into real dialogue. And if you ask stupid questions, I'm sorry to say that, you're going to get stupid answers, right? Next point is not targeting the right prospects. And if you have a random list, of course, that should be avoided because you want a target list. You want something that's narrowed to customers who bought similar products, who are in a similar roles that you're with, with your existing best clients. Anything to help you with your calling campaign to be more successful. Next point is not doing it. And this speaks for itself. Never stop prospecting because to succeed in your sales role, if you're building a new business, if you're a business developer, and I spent over 10 years on business development side, you must make the calls. It's really that simple. Yes, you can send an emails, you can engage with your potential customers via social media, but in today's world, somebody needs to speak with somebody and you have to do it. Otherwise, if you're not doing it, somebody else is going to do it and uh, they will take uh, your potential best customers away from you. And also one big fear that many salespeople have is uh, I don't want to bother anybody. Well, you're doing a disservice. If you talk to a company who who can really benefit from uh, products or services you are offering and you can prove that financially, monetary, you can give them good ROI. Guess what? They are missing an opportunity to become number one in the country, for example, or to grow the market share or to resolve current issues that they have, technological issues or whatever issues they may have, anything. So if you are, your value proposition is not clear, if you don't believe it, that you can help your customers, guess what's going to happen? You will not embrace the phone. You will not pick up the phone. You will not reach out to your prospects. So I named a few mistakes here that should make cold calling a profitable activity for your business. And uh, let's continue on some cold calling techniques that can really help you. And let me ask you this. Sometimes does it happen to you that you have a blank mind and maybe even uh, clammy hands or become an expert at creative avoidance? Well, you're not alone. Nobody actually looks forward to cold calling. Yet, it's a necessity for successful selling. Yes, even in 21st century. 
Happily, you know what? There are some simple cold calling techniques you can use to become much more comfortable, to move past your fear and enjoy the positive results you really want. So let me name you a few, few cold calling techniques that can really help. First, acknowledge your anxiety. Even professional athletes psych themselves up. They put on their game face and focus on desired results before they do something. So acknowledge your anxiety and then move forward. And you can only move forward if you are prepared. That's my second point. Know exactly how each prospect can benefit from doing business with you. How your company, your products, your services can improve their operations or bottom line or reduce the number of incidents or, or, or no matter what, you have to know how you help them. And I firmly believe that the sales job definition should be helping others reach their goals. So talk with current customers to learn how they benefited from working with you. You want to get more ideas, more examples, anything to help you be better prepared. Then the next point is assume that prospects are interested because you're bringing something of value to them. Uh, You know what? If you're just simply opening the phone book and blindly selecting numbers to call, then, of course, you will not be successful. But if you're making appropriate uh, contacts with doing your research beforehand and focus on a specific industry or market, well, guess what? When you pick up the phone and you assume they are interested, they simply don't know yet about your company and products. And keyword here is yet. So it's a good, uh, you have a good opportunity to teach them about the products or services you represent and how you can help them save money, make money, reduce this, improve that, no matter what. So don't, uh, don't assume they will never be interested because if you believe they will never buy from you, they will never move to the next stage, well, that's a signal of permanence. And if permanence means uh, when we use words like never and always, then you will not be able to change their mind. And we salespeople are in the process of changing customers' mind. Also, pretend you're speaking face-to-face. Yes, it's good to have a script. Prepare your script. But it should start a dialogue, start a conversation. And you want to engage your prospects in a dialogue, in a conversation that can be fruitful for everybody. And if you pretend you're speaking face-to-face, your energy is different. You project different energy. You project your enthusiasm about the solution that you are representing. And your energy is much higher than usually that people, what usually people do on the phone. They slouch in the chair and they just go through motions. Don't do that. One big point is speak normally. You have to know the points you want to make, but please let your personality show. People buy from people they like and trust, and they prefer to do business with people they like. And last point here is stand up. Guess why? Your voice will sound better. You'll be less tense. I'm doing this podcast standing up. My energy is totally different than slouching in my chair. Stand up because you want to project good energy. But please don't forget that you can overdo it. So set yourself for success. Schedule a short call calling sessions, let's say 15 minutes or 20 minutes, and then reward yourself after each session. Or, you know, do the little list of checks of, I did 15 calls, I got two conversations, whatever numbers. And rewards should be something you really like, such as maybe calling one of your best customers to check on them or reading for a few minutes uh, about sales tips or market trends or even tapping in a short podcast like this one. Short sessions, why they are important? Because if you do a short sessions and frequent rewards, it makes cold calling manageable and focus on the positive. 
It energizes you for your next round of calls. So get up, move around in your home office or in your cubicle. Move around between sessions. Stretch because stretching improves your blood flow to your body and your mind. And let me just summarize all of this. These cold calling techniques can improve your results. But remember, cold calling is not a goal. It's just the first step in a process. So naturally, you'll find some negative stuff along the way. But with every call, you are expanding awareness of your company's brand and products and services. And you introduce yourself. So you're no longer a complete stranger. You planted a seed that might someday grow into a good customer. And if you like this uh, podcast, of course, I I encourage you, please subscribe because we we release the podcast twice a week. And register for my upcoming webinar on cold calling. Uh, Visit salesiseasy.com and you will find there more information where we cover everything about cold calling in a short sessions. And if you have any questions about cold calling or about sales in general, please reach out to me via LinkedIn. Send me your questions. I promise to answer your questions in the next few podcasts. Thank you for listening. This is Alan Meyer. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast.